I'm World Cup champion Megan Klingenberg. Wondering who you should root for at the FIFA Women's World Cup? I'm hosting a new podcast, my new favorite Futbolista, where I will introduce you to soccer's brightest stars and the causes they are championing. From the 22-year-old American phenom speaking out about student-athlete mental health. I try to just like approach everything with like you don't know what someone's going through. To the U.S. defender who travels to tournaments with her young son. Am I ever going to be able to run for five minutes straight? Check out my new favorite Futbolista wherever you listen to podcasts. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Edit audio. This is Rebound Revolution, a not-so-basketball podcast bringing you the revolutionary on and off the court happening in the WNBA. From queer baddies to history to ones to watch, join me, Money, as we get into it all. This week, we have an extra special Fundamentals where we're going to be talking all things WNBA playoffs. Now, if you're new to this, Don't worry, this may be your first WNBA playoff experience. We got you. And if you're true to this, then you already know. (laughs) You know what time of the season it is. And I'm sure you are ready to like hype your team up and do whatever you need to do so that they take home that championship. (laughs) We've heard from some championship winners this season, but what does it really take to win a WNBA championship? Okay, so even the most casual of sports fans probably knows that the playoffs are the games after the regular season where teams battle it out to be crowned the champions of the league. This is usually the time of year when people break out their brackets and make the best guesses on who's going to win it all. In the NBA, this is a best of East Coast versus best of West Coast. But in the W, it works a little differently. Now, the format in the W has changed several times since the beginning of the league. But most importantly to us today is that in 2016, the league changed from an East versus West format to the top eight teams in the league making the playoffs. This means that in theory, two East Coast teams could face each other in the finals. It also means that a team ranked sixth can win it all if they have a really good run, which is exactly what the Chicago Sky did a few seasons ago. Mission accomplished! That's it! For the first time in franchise history, the Chicago Sky are WNBA champions! The playoffs are played in three rounds. Quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals. Quarterfinals are played as a best of three, but the semifinals and the finals are played as best of five. Let's get into understanding it all, y'all. 
today is extra special because I'm joined by none other than DJ Treacy Trees. What's going on, y'all? Hey. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me here. I feel so privileged. I'm honored that you are here. Even though we already know you super biased, sparks all the way. So biased. <laughs> I will always be LA over everything, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> Can you first just like introduce yourself? Okay, I go by the name of DJ Tracy Trees. I'm the co-host for the LA Sparks Weekly Encore Show with Infinity TV. I also have a podcast called The Spark and Lakers I Choose You. So I talk about LA basketball mm-hmm. all over the world, in person, on the internet. You know, it's just my thing. I like to keep it social commentary. So I'm not a statistician, but I know the game of basketball very well. I played for years. I still play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just in case you want to pull up on me, I, I can drop 20 <laughs> on you present day. All right. Just want to <laughs> let you know, I got to set that out there. So we already know you ready. Ready. I love that you said you're not a statistician because that's what we try to do here at Rebound Revolution is really try to get folks who I think should already be fans of the WNBA just because of what the league represents into it. You know, kind of like take the the hierarchy of you got to know the stats and what everything stands for away for folks to be fans. For sure. We need something different. We need something fresh. And I grew up in the the generation that was watching basketball around the TV with my uncles, my my aunties. You know what I mean? It was never a gender thing. Everybody knew basketball. Everybody was talking basketball. So it's more of like the discussion and how fun it is to watch the game. And the WNBA is one of the most competitive leagues out there. Okay, you ain't never going to hear nobody say that people in the WNBA ain't playing defense or ain't taking no shots. You know, the the level of play, we forget that these ladies are Olympians, y'all. And there are so few roster spots that the gap between the rookie and the vet is huge. So if you want to see a game where literally anything can happen, the WNBA is the place where that magic is made. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, can you break down why it is that the W is so competitive? But you just did it. Yeah, so. is that is that and two, you know, mm-hmm. women. For real. Let's let's just talk about it. <laughs> women are competitive in nature, mm-hmm. is what we do best. And not in a way where it's like you have to tear down somebody else in order to be greater. It's always a sisterhood kind of thing. We see it in sororities. We see it in uh, Girl Scouts, which I was a part of as a kid. All uh, organized sports. It's that sisterhood of support. But also, we always going to challenge each other to be better in a yes. non-ego kind of way. Yeah. In a, in a team sport kind of way. Yeah. It's like the striving towards greatness always. Always. And I think always. what you just said reminds me of like the drop-off we see in team sports from like middle school age kids to high school, like a lot of girls don't go on to continue to play. And I think it's that like subtle disencouragement. Folks stop encouraging girls to first of all, like care about community with each other, but second of all, to like play sports. And that's another reason why I think the W is so important because like these are women and folks who have had to be so committed to the yep. craft of the sport to get to the level that they at. Yeah, and while being underpaid, while working mm-hmm. through barriers of a league not being structured yet, I was a little girl when the WNBA started. Same. Let's yeah. talk about that. Okay, mm-hmm. so when the WNBA came out, I remember my mama bought me a Rebecca Lobo jersey. I was so mad, okay? <laughs> I had never been so want? mad in my life. 
I didn't care nothing about New York. I oh. was Lisa Leslie. Okay. Because, because it was a Liberty jersey. That's it why it was a Liberty met. jersey. I put it at the back of my closet. You know, sometimes your mama buy you stuff and you're like, I don't wear this. You know, that's how I felt about that. But I didn't know wow. how special it was. So wait, can I back up for a second? Are you from LA? I'm from Chicago. Okay. So why the big art for the Sparks? It seems like since the beginning. Because Lisa Since Leslie. the beginning. I always knew, you know what I mean? It's something about, I think you get to choose what team mm -hmm. you 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 fall in love with, right? So I grew up in Chicago during the Michael Jordan era, and I actually went to high school right down the street from the United Center. Mm -hmm. LA has always felt like a home team for me. I like how they treat their sports teams. I like the, the pedigree in which they expect their players to perform year after year. You know, I think there are people who grew up in certain areas and then they just like the culture of the team. And that's really why I mm -hmm. like the L.A. I like the stage. I like the show. Being that crypto and hearing that intro, it's nothing like it. You yeah. know what I mean? You be on the floor. It's just, <laughs> it's, just it's, it's a vibe. And not to say Chicago don't got all those things, but I, I feel different when I'm participating in sports in L.A. Okay. Just the vibe. Okay, so when you go to the crypto arena, is that like your favorite viewing experience? Like best place to watch a game? Or do you have another favorite place to watch? Oh, man. Right now, presently, yes. Mm. Preferably digitally, so I can have multiple screens, okay? But if we're saying IRL, in real yeah. life, my favorite way to watch basketball is either crypto.com, but I haven't gotten down to uh, the new arena in College Park, mm -hmm. the Atlanta Dream. That mm -hmm. right now is my favorite place to watch people who. I ain't been there yet, but I'm hearing the vibe is good. One of my friends is a season ticket holder. I need to get there. Okay, all right. So, I mean, have you even been through Barclays or do you just have an aversion to the East Coast team? <laughs> I have an aversion to the East Coast team. Come I do. On. In general, I have no love for the Boston Celtics. Connecticut. I mean, Connecticut women's basketball, yes, but I mean, honestly, no, I'm I'm really a Yukon hater. Because they've always been against the teams that I've been rooting for. Purdue, yeah. you know what I mean? Swept. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I have so much respect I for their program. Yes. But I'm not a fan. I have to be an op. I feel like the one time SU women's basketball could have won the championship, we had Brittany Sykes. We was like doing the thing. Dewey was like, no, taking your thing. Not happening. <laughs> exactly. And man, we talk about uh, Brittany Sykes, man. She just had a heck of a weekend silencing Stewie at the Barclays, if we really want to talk about it. Let me, I love Slim for so many reasons. One, because, you know, being at SU when she was playing here. Also, I think she's fine as hell. I think she, she's very underrepresented when people talk about fashion and, like, walk-in outfits. I'm like, look, Slim be giving us the, like, daddy, girlish realness, and I love it. Brittany Sykes, you deserve all the things for bringing straight backs back. Um <laughs> When I tell you crispy straight backs, you know Brittany was ready for the game. She got her hair braided the night before. They put a little bit of the gel on, you know, some setting. She had the do-rag on. She took that do-rag off two seconds before she took that picture. Them braids be so right crispy. Right before she hit the court, she took the do-rag off. She probably was in the warm-ups with the do-rags. To be honest, she do got one of the freshest hairs yes. in the WNBA right now, yeah. especially with the straight backs. <laughs> See, I'm glad. I'm glad we both recognize. I'm like, how you sweating, playing full whole game, and the, the braids are just laid. Game recognized but, game. <laughs> arguably defensive player of the year, but we don't have to go there. I will ask you, who is your favorite player? We already know your team, but who's your favorite player? 
Dang, right now, it changes so frequently. It's week by week. I'm a Fairweather fan. If you're on my fantasy team and you play bad, I will hold a grudge. I will not. I will unfollow you on Instagram. I have to really get myself together. Um, My favorite player right now, though, I would say Asia Wilson. I'm going to give Asia her flowers. It's cliche, but she got the juice. She, she got the juice. In, in, in a very similar way that Bron got the juice, it's some people that is just all over him. You know what I mean? Her attitude is positive. She gives back to the community. She's made a name for herself in Vegas. She repped the home squad. She makes the people behind her and around her so much better. She's unselfish with the basketball. There's not many 40-point scorers that also have an astounding amount of assists Double like she assist. does. And yeah. she's not on the ball. Mm-hmm. So imagine getting past the ball and making that extra pass. That's yeah. what makes you a better player. And that's why Asia is probably one of my favorites right now. I love her style, her fashion, how she making the W hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think she's a great just overall player that a lot of players can model their game after. The face of the league, some might say. <laughs> they might say. But yes. I will say some people is giving her some run for her money. Stewie is another one. Stewie, yes. We heard you loud and clear. You love the WNBA and want more analysis and insight on your favorite players. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All season long, we'll be bringing you the post-game analysis that you crave and sitting down for interviews with athletes across the W. You can listen to Queens of the Court on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So before we get more into our faves and what we are looking for in these, like, playoffs, we have to break down, like, what the playoffs are for the listeners. So... The W has a different playoff structure than I think folks might anticipate from a basketball league. So can you, like, help me break down how does the WNBA playoffs work? So, first of all, the reason why it works like this and it's so complex is because there are so few teams. Yep. So you end up doing this tournament style, which they are doing tournament style play all year. So if you've watched the W, it's something that you can get used to seeing them play the same team two, oh, maybe no, three right. times in yeah. a row because road trips and travel are hard. Those are things that the league are trying to figure out. Again, this is a very new league in comparison to the NBA where they've had years and years and years to figure it out and try different formats. Mm-hmm. So the WNBA takes the top eight teams, mm-hmm. right? And if the eighth and ninth team are tied, which the Chicago Sky and the Los Angeles Sparks were. Okay. <laughs> Were. <laughs> it goes to the tiebreaker. So basically the battle for the eighth spot goes that yeah. way. But the whole season, you're accumulating all of these wins and they're ranking you one through eight, right? Yeah. The top eight teams go into a tournament and the first round is played and then they just basically seeded as first seed, eight seed. So the top mm-hmm. teams play the bottom teams in and out that way. So that's why for this first playoff round, the Las Vegas Aces are ranked first and the Chicago Sky are ranked eighth. So they play each other. Yeah. yeah. 
which then is almost not fair, right? In my opinion. I mean, I don't ever count Chicago Scott out, okay? Not when they got Courtney Williams, Kalia Copper, Dana Evans, Dana who, can, Evans. who can hit a three-pointer from the parking lot. I just, I don't ever count them out. But yes, the Aces are very good. We all know that. <laughs> but yeah, so the seeds, when you talk about the seeds... That is, like, basically the power ranking of the league. So, like, number one means you have won the most games or, like, averaged the most wins because that's when you got to get down to the nitty-gritty when you get to that eighth spot of, like, okay, well, if they tied for wins, then who got more points during the win? Yeah, it gets real technical at the end. There's great benefits of playing well all season because that's what they want you to do. If you are the number one seed, you get to technically play the easiest team. You have the easiest path to a championship. And that's why New York really wanted that number one spot over the Aces because New York is playing Washington, who they just lost to yesterday. So there's a lot more risk there Mm -hmm. where if they play a team like Chicago that they've beat a few times it might have been an easier transition there. But again, the teams in the W are so good that it's always a 50-50 gamble. You don't really know is. how the the best of three game is going to go. Because the Wings just kind of snuck up in here to be that top five. Like, what? Okay, so before we get to talking about the Wings, what happened with the Sparks this season? Misfortune. <laughs> uh Honestly, the L.A. Sparks this season, for those who haven't been watching, set a WNBA record of having the most starting lineups in a season. 18 different starting lineups in a season. Everybody got hurt. So many people got COVID. Lexi Brown, number one wing player, went out with an illness that she couldn't recover from at the end of the season. We had Lasia Clarendon, which was a wing player, who went out with plantar fasciitis. So we went on these spurts where the Sparks started off the season exceptionally well. Then everybody got injured, and then we went down to a skeleton crew of eight. So now we losing eight games, and when we fight back, and then we make that little playoff run, and then you go on another losing streak because somebody else needs to be out. So, I mean, think about all the hardships we had. Really, the L.A. Sparks had a new coach, had a new regime, which Kurt Miller is known for watching film. That is a new concept to a lot of these players. So it was just different. And then we have one veteran who's really holding it down, which is Neka Ogumake, and we love Neka. Unfortunately, not even her sister could play. Chanae was out with a foot injury for the whole season. So it's just like, imagine having all the Infinity Stones, and then you go to put them in the ring, and you're like, (laughs) I'm rolling my damn hand! The stone don't fit! That's exactly what it was. We had all the makings to be a top-five team, but illness and injury got the best of us there, as well as, like, you know, we had rookies like Zaya Cook who were going to figure it out anyway. Yeah. There was no way that, you know, we were, we could expect 15 to 20 points out of Zaya Cook, but it was very affirming to see her in the first game open up with 11 points and then close with that same 11 points. So keeping that same energy and finding her flow in that rhythm. Next year, we're top five team. No questions asked. What needs to change between now and next year? Everybody needs to get some elderberry, okay? <laughs> some ginger. Some ginger. We, the WNBA needs to be sponsored by all of the best. Dayquil, NyQuil, um, anything to wrap your body up, icy hot. You know what I mean? We need to take care of these people because by the end of the season, they are broke down, okay? They all flying commercial. Yeah. They can't sleep in the bed on them red eyes. Mm-hmm. These women are pulling off Herculean tasks, and if we That's could so stay true. healthy... Yeah. That would be the key. 
I think. Mm -hmm. And also, after the final game in the press conference, I got to talk to NECA and Zaya, mm -hmm. and they both had the same thing. It's like, I asked them, can you describe the season for me? And they like, man, it's just resilience. Mm -hmm. That's the word, because there was no other way to predict what was going to happen this season. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a good life lesson. Sometimes you got all the things in line. Things look like they should have been going well. And the only thing that you could do is put together a nice outfit, NECA <laughs> and Shanae. They was dressing all season, even though we was losing. It was stitch by stitch I holding mean, us together. I think the Sparks definitely won off the court this season. Because the Thank looks, you. I'm just like, what? And then Ray Burrell is just like a, a silent assassin when it came to the okay. outfits. Yes, because I was not expecting her to, like, pop out the way she did this season. Ray <laughs> is fly. I was like, okay. Fly. Dressing like every day her birthday. Okay. For real, she dressed like that in real life. We got a good squad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Even though we at the bottom. We ain't at the bottom of the bottom. We at the top of the bottom. You I feel mean, me? you know, my team is the fever, so, you know, my I... condolences. <laughs> Look, can't nobody tell me nothing about Indiana, okay? <laughs> I think hope, okay? Hope is, <laughs> is the word when it comes to Indiana. I feel similarly, I guess, about it. Like, I just like the culture of it. Like, I think when I was growing up, I, was, I really loved Tamika Catchings. Tamika Catchings, yeah. I was going to say. And it's just you. like the feeling you get from the Indiana squad is like they really like each other. <laughs> and even when it's hard, they feel like, okay, this is just another brick to build in the wall. You know, yeah. and how could you not root for Aaliyah Boston? Like, no, no, I I definitely think Aaliyah Boston should get rookie of the year, period. And I feel you on that hope thing, too. It's like, I'm from New York, okay? I watched the Knicks lose how many seasons? I watched the Liberty lose how many seasons? You know, it's like, right. I'm, used, I'm used to being in the trenches with my teams, so... So you went to the bottom of the trench to go get a trench. <laughs> Your team is up now. What are you doing? You need to get out Look. the trench. And go to the top. No, I love, I will forever love the Liberty. Forever. They always have a special place in my heart. That's where I see the most games in person. Love, love, love the Liberty. However, semicolon, I am really rooting for Indiana. I just can't help it. It's like, I just love the whole squad over there. So y'all already know, my heart goes out to the fever. Thinking about like surprises this season, Yep. I don't know why I was so gagged by Dallas Wings this season, but I just really was. Like, a shocker to me that the Dallas Wings were a top five team. Shocker. Oh, that was a shocker for you too? That was a shocker. Complete shocker to me. I thought Arike was also going to be the leading scorer on the team. Yeah. Satu Sabali is the reason. Satu. And I love me some Satu. Yeah. I can't get enough of Satu. I don't know why she turned up so much this season. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing a lot of people, like, tweet about her, like, damn, Satu came out of nowhere. But I think she's been good for a long time. She just hasn't been, like, this. Like, she popped out. <laughs> she she really, popped out this year. She really did. She showed out completely. And, yeah, I mean, Arike is always a bucket. You could always count on Arike for many, many points per game. Many. <laughs> It's crazy. Most teams yeah. go into the matchup with Dallas and don't even have a plan for Arike. Yeah. The plan is just keep her off the ball. Yeah. Anybody but Arike. That's mm -hmm. the plan. Yeah. Her, Alyssa Thomas, do not let them touch yeah. the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would even say Kalia Copper, too. Like, anybody but Kai. Just let anybody else get the ball but her. Because she gonna move her body in a way. You gonna yes. be like, where is she going with that? She's willing yeah. to take a foul. She's athletic. Mm -hmm. Like, the build on Kalia Copper makes her, like, the X Factor. Yeah. Because she can shoot well, she can drive, she can dribble. 
She ball fakes really well. She plays great defense. Like, she's a great all-around player. This is a Kai account over here, so... That's what's up. <laughs> and okay, I so like, you got Kalia Copper as a favorite. Who else you got? Ooh, let's see. So, I love Kelsey Mitchell. Okay. I think I think she's been scoring <laughs> for a long time. She should have been an all-star. Just because her team was doing poorly, she was consistently giving 20-plus point performances. Love Kelsey Mitchell. Definitely Kalia Copper. Definitely yep. up there. My faves. I love Benijah. I think I love Benijah's story where, like, there was no WNBA when her mom was playing. Yeah. And then here she comes, you know, like, oh, maybe I'll play. I'm so girly. I don't know if I want to play sports. And it's just, like, a force. Has been a force. Yep. You know, getting the Most Improved Player Award. I just love Benijah's story. And then when you see her play in person, it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah, she play hard. She yes. she is one of them players. I think a lot of people play like they scared, like mm-hmm. into play defense. But she play. She mm-hmm. will foul you. And even with the shots that she was taking in the last game, I'm like she she can throw down some shots too consistently. Yeah, yeah. Laney's one of I'm. I like the New York team. Okay. So, oh my gosh, I got DJ Tracy Trees to say she liked the New York team. I don't know if I'm excited to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. Like we need we need the championship this year, but do y'all do New we York? Do. We do. We need it. We need it. It is so mm. overdue. <laughs> what is this face? Mm. I think both the Aces and the Liberty have dropped games that have been like, yo, you dropped the game to this team or you dropped this yeah. game at this time. I still think the finals are going to be the Aces and the Liberty. The only thing that could upset that and is a real possibility, I would get a 50-50 chance at this point. The Connecticut Sun and Alyssa Thomas, her and Dewana Bonner, I think they trying to, maybe they getting some money for the wedding or maybe they, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's like, how is your household scoring 60 points? What That's did y'all true. eat for breakfast this morning? Like, what is what was the, the pillow talk that led to this? They need to be stopped because they could unseat everybody and throw this whole season off. It's true. With the way they've been playing. And I think they want to. We talked to Dewana earlier in the season, and she was like, we are playing like we have something to prove. Like, everybody talked about what the Connecticut Sun lost this season with J.J. leaving, their coach leaving. But she's like, we still got a lot of fire on this roster and people don't talk about us like that. And so I really think if anybody could upset the bracket, (laughs) it would definitely be the Connecticut Sun. And I would actually love to see that. I would love to see either Connecticut in Vegas or Connecticut in New York in the finals. I honestly, you know, now that you say that, I'm thinking anybody but the top two. Just because I don't want the other teams... To get it before the Sparks. At the beginning of the season, with all the talk of super teams, it just felt really, like, weird because of what you were saying earlier. Like, the W is highly competitive. And on any given night, anybody could be a super team. <laughs> you know? yep. like, That's why anybody could drop 30 in a W. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It would be so good if Connecticut just, like, took it all. I mean, they would Ooh. snatch it. It would be that secret thing that's, like, Okay, like you watch the track and field runners, yeah. and then all of a sudden somebody come back and they're like, oh my God, that would be if the Connecticut Sun mm-hmm. win a WNBA championship. I wouldn't honestly be that surprised because of the momentum. Yeah. They get on a run and they get the going and they get the going. Whereas like the Aces have played well, but two, I think they've been 
you hit a level of fatigue, a level of overanalyzing things. And I think sometimes that's where they be at. Mm -hmm. And New York just got together. So I think sometimes they don't play well as a team. Like, they still be figuring the team shit out. Like, even before, like, the first half would be crazy. And in the second half, they'll be like, all right, cool, we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so there are sometimes some mismatches there where it's like the Connecticut Sun, they just be having it. Now, the the Dallas Wings, I don't know. I don't think they're going to go that far. I think they're going to land where they land. Okay, so just to give y'all a little bit more of the structure of the playoffs. So the first round, the quarterfinals, if you will, is best of three. Yep. Right? So the team who is top-seeded plays at home the first two games, and yep. then they play away at the team who's lower-seeded for the last maybe game. try to upset the, the you know. Maybe, if necessary. Yeah. <laughs> if necessary. It is, if necessary. Because if you win the first two at home, then you, you don't have to play on the road. Now, let's talk about the matchups. Mm-hmm. The Aces and the Chicago Sky. The Aces have one of the best home <laughs> records, records of yeah. all time. Mm-hmm. So the probability of the Chicago Sky upsetting the Aces at home is it's, pretty... They would be living on a prayer. You really don't think that Chicago Sky could do it, though? Just steal a game in those first two games? I don't think Becky Hammond is going to let that happen. She's going to come out there with her hoodie and her blazer and shut Girl, it down? I, first of all, let's talk about... Is that a, a brand that she got? I've seen <laughs> some of the other coaches with the hoodie jacket. I'm like, I know people are not thinking that this is fashion. Do they sell this shit together? <laughs> is this exclusive Becky? <laughs> I don't know what's happening there. I used to think that she was wearing a hoodie under the blazer, but I think the hoodie is sewn on. I think on. it's sewn on because an assistant coach had it on and I, she was standing next to Becky and I'm like, <laughs> I know this ain't that uniform. <laughs> and she making these coaches wear these hoodies. I would quit my job. She wore it to the White House. That's when I knew it was real. I was <laughs> this got to be a brand she pushing. I'm a Becky's hoodie. <laughs> I'm telling you, she got to be doing some Becky's Blazers. <laughs> Becky's Blazers. If it gets you to a 19-1 and one home record, hey. I'll take it. She got to be <laughs> hot as hell up in there. I mean, hot as hell in that game on that floor with oh them lights. Gosh. With the girls running. <laughs> and she got that blaze on. But no, I don't think she's going to let it happen. Yeah. I, think, I think, too, we got to think about it. It's a battle of the players, but it's also a battle of the coaches, and coaches matter. Yeah, I'm not saying that the Chicago Skies coach can't make it happen. But I will tell you, they lost that coach in the middle of the season. I don't know if that was That's for the true. better or the worse. They was losing a little bit in mid-season. Like, it was not looking good for Chicago. You would not be able to tell this was a championship team two years ago. So Years ago, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I think the shift was necessary and needed. <laughs> yeah, I think they, if the coach ain't ready, Becky is going to mm-hmm. out-scheme him. That's just what it is. Becky has yeah. always been a strategic player. She's a strategic coach. She's going to probably lock it down. They scoring is going to be unstoppable. That's how I would do it. I wouldn't take my foot off the gas. I would crush them totally and completely. There would be a 100-point deficit. That would be my time because those teams with lower seeds have less to lose. They ain't got nothing to lose. They know this game might be their last game. But I worry about fatigue for the Aces because they're starting five plays so many minutes. And I think that Chicago's advantage is that they have a deeper bench. Like, they can go to more people. Yeah, I worry about fatigue, too. Yeah. But the Aces starting five, they better be ready to play 40 minutes. Last year, it was going around on Twitter that Asia only set down a combined two minutes. The whole playoffs. 
So they come ready to play the whole game. The um, whole the game. The starting five. I worry about fatigue too, but we got less games. We got less players. You know every game this season you're going to be playing 30 to 40 minutes if you're a star. Also, though, we haven't seen a team go back-to-back in the WNBA with championships since when? Like, who? Has it been since the comments? Was it the Sparks? The Sparks. They went 2002 and 2001. Last back-to-back 20 years ago. So... I think it's about time for us to see another back-to-back championship. It's been 20 years since the last one. You know, does the Las Vegas Aces have what it takes to be the next dynasty team? They have more than what it takes. They don't need any more. They don't need any more power. They don't need any more people. I think they should sit out the draft the next, like, (laughs) few years. They don't need no picks. Their starting five are all all all-stars. The whole team. (laughs) Yeah. If they lose, a super team in the WNBA is a myth. If the Las Mm -hmm. Vegas Aces do not go back-to-back, the super team in the WNBA is a myth because there would be no reason that any weapon formed against them should prosper. (laughs) (laughs) Even with Stewie um, Sloot, she ain't even been that. She had like four points in the last game. Sloot has been really quiet, but she also is still the league assist leader, which is what we need Sloot for. So, yeah. I mean, when she came to New York, I kind of figured that, wait, she's probably going to retire. Like, these are her glory days. She got the championship, which is, you know, what she wanted. Because when it comes to scoring, New York is not looking to Courtney Vandersloot as their number one scorer, you know? So I'm like, yeah, she's just here to get the ball where it needs to go. Facilitate the floor. Yep. Make some great plays. Be like a veteran voice on the court yep. and that's about it yep I mm. think as we keep talking I'm like there's a lot of things that could go wrong with a lot of these people but I think the aces I would want them back to back first that's my first priority like mm-hmm. the priority of high or the sun and not that I want to jump right over New York because I think they're doing some things well I just don't realistically see it all coming together to pieces because they have so many vulnerabilities that show themselves on lower ranked teams all the time like if you can keep Stewie out the paint <gasps> and disrupt and get off them screens and turn up the quickness of the game, I think a Dallas could beat them. Who they play first? Okay. (laughs) Who are we playing? I think we got Washington, the Mystics. And the Mystics can steal one game. I think that's a possibility. I mean, I love the Washington Mystics because when I was little, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to grow up to be Nikki McCray. So, like, I have loved the Mystics for a long, long time. I think their new facility is much more, like, conducive to mm-hmm. the team. I don't even have to say nothing about Elena Deladon. Whether her yep. back is good or not, she's still going to give you double You need digits. to just go with the brace. It don't even matter. <laughs> EDD is going to get the job done. So, just so we can lock it in, what are your predictions for the playoffs this season? I am fair weather. So it's changing as the days go. And I'm looking at people's Instagrams because I also stalk all the players on social media. Mm -hmm. So somebody's not feeling well, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. like, ooh, you might drop down, you know, little breakup here and there, whatever. But here's my predictions per matchup. All right. I see, okay, the Aces versus Chicago. I see the Aces taking it three games. Dallas and Atlanta, that is truly one of the best matchups because who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Dallas has overachieved. Atlanta has underachieved. Yes. Yeah. 
I was about to say, with everybody, Atlanta got Nia Coffee down there. I'm like, come on, y'all. Alicia with the with the glasses? Yeah. <laughs> Alicia <laughs> Gray. <laughs> oh my God. Alicia Gray. She don't miss. Oh she my don't gosh. miss. I've seen her in person. Me too. I've seen her in practice. She, yeah. Yeah. They need to be running plays, screen, handle the ball. Screen. I would have yeah. her putting up 15 to 20 shots a game, period, because yeah. she's her accuracy is that great. She's really good. Mid-range, long-range, yeah. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to pick Dallas coming off on top, even with Ryan Howard and everything that's happening in Atlanta. Okay. That might be foolish. I mean, not really. If Satu stays Satuin, and, you know, you can always count on Enrique. And they got I one would... other player, Natasha. Oh, Natasha Howard. That's a big three. That's what I'm saying. Okay. They got the pieces. And Dallas coach, she looked like she can get it done. Yes. I don't know where she from. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to think about that a little bit more, but I'm taking Dallas for okay. sure. And then New York versus Washington. I'm taking New York. They're not going to make the same mistakes that they made. Yeah. Washington is beat up. I've been watching them play. Mm. And then we got Connecticut versus Minnesota. Connecticut is going to sweep. sweep. Minnesota. I Get mean, the, the floor <laughs> with Minnesota. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Sparks fan. Because I'm a Nafisa Collier fan, but I will never root for the Minnesota Lynx. Okay? <laughs> never in a million years could you catch me out there at that Target Center rooting for them. One day we'll have to do a rebound revolution on the long-standing grudge between the Minnesota Lynx and the LA Sparks. Which is why it was extra spicy when Simone Augustus left to retire with the Sparks. I was like, oh. But anyway, yes. So even though the Minnesota Lynx has Fee, who is putting up big numbers I love Nafisa Collier. Love her. So that will leave us then with New York against Connecticut. Yeah. And then that will leave us with Vegas versus Dallas. Dallas. Vegas Vegas is going to take that easily. I mean, they're going to win their side of the bracket if they play right. Yeah. Now, if they get out there and start doing some of that stuff they did one of them other games, I'm like, all right, cool. But Vegas should easily take their side. Yeah. New York has a little bit of a battle. Because if they can get through Washington without dropping the game and, you know, shooting well and playing well, they got to get through Connecticut. And that's the matchup I want to see. I think Connecticut going to take it. Spicy. I think it's gonna be overtime. It's gonna be technical fouls. It's gonna somebody go gonna all foul the way out. to the game five. It's gonna go to game five, and then it's gonna be the Connecticut Sun versus the Las Vegas Aces, and the Aces gonna win the back-to-back championship. Okay, that's Tracy Treese's prediction. First round, obviously the Aces are gonna take it over the sky. I think I'm rooting for Dallas more than I'm rooting for Atlanta. I don't know why, but I just Atlanta hasn't gotten me going at all this season. <laughs> I think the Liberty are going to win it over the Mystics. And yes, Connecticut Sun going to s- sweep up the lakes. <laughs> now, the Liberty versus the Sun, I'm rooting for the hometown. I'm rooting for Liberty. I, I think we're going to end up pulling it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Vegas is going to win. And I... I don't think that they are going to do it back-to-back. I just really don't. You don't think they're going back-to-back? No. I think either the Liberty just want it so bad, you know? Even if sometimes they clunky as a team, I think they each individually want it so bad. It's about time New York had a championship. So if it's not New York, I think it's going to be Connecticut. Because Connecticut plays like they have nothing to lose every game. (sighs) I think it's going to be an East Coast winner. Either New York or Connecticut. Okay. I told you. It was a 50-50 toss-up. My second choice is Connecticut. 
because I just can't predict. There's yeah. no way you can see the future yeah. with that. I can totally see New York falling apart. And they gonna cry. <laughs> they gonna cry. <laughs> they they are. I feel like New York has been doing this thing where like they trail by like 14, 20 points and then they come storming back. And so, you know, I love a good game. I love a good comeback. I love a good run. But I also think mm-hmm. the crowds matter. And I think that crowd in Barclays just like you got fans that have been coming since tip-off in, like, 1996 who want to see this happen. So, yeah, they got pizza boxes in New York that say Stew York City. You know, it's like there's this yep. energy in Brooklyn where everybody wants it. So I am really excited about this playoff season. I'm really glad you could join me today, DJ Treacy Trees. Okay, where can folks find you? You can go to every social media platform and type in DJ Treacy Trees. That's DJ T-R-I-C-E-Y-T-R-I-C-E. I'll be covering the playoffs on my YouTube channel. That's where you can hear me talk most basketball. I'm going to be going live and watching the games and doing all of this. And I am never not available to talk basketball. All right, y'all. So thanks again for joining us here on Rebound Revolution, DJ Treacy Treats. And I guess we'll see whose predictions were correct at the end of the playoffs. Rebound Revolution is an edit audio original podcast created in collaboration with The Cube. I'm your host, Money McEachern, and this episode was produced by Melissa Houghton, Mick Finnegan, and me. It was edited, mixed, and mastered by Mick Finnegan. Our supervising producer is Anna Deshawn. Our executive producer is Steph Colburn. Thank you to Kathleen Speckert and the whole edit audio team.